Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash book versus movie. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks so much. Okay. You're in. Show me why they call you ruthless. Get you some. Okay, Austin, get ready to meet your newest Girl Scout. Here she is, number 22, the fastest thing on eight wheels, Babe Ruthless! Babe Ruthless? All right, it's the final jam of the night. I like the taste of fresh meat. And Razor, with nothing to lose, throws the rookie into the last jam on her very first game. And dang, Babe Ruthless gets a double shot into the rail, served up by Whiskey. But she's back up like a weevil. Hello, and welcome to Book Versus Movie. This is a podcast where we read books that have been adapted into movies, and then we try to decide which we like better, the book or the movie. I am Margot P. of ColoniaBook.com, and this is my good friend and co-host, Margot D. of Brooklyn Fit Chick. Hi, everyone. I see. We can actually see each other now, which is <laughs> a, a fun new thing. You have your fan on. Is it warm in New York? It's just always humid in the summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we had a miserable here weekend. Too, but not like there. Oh, no. Yeah, we had, like, it was Memorial Day weekend. It was, like, in the 50s and raining every day. Ugh. Uh, I know. I know. Ew. But anyway. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a weather wimp. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Anything below 70 degrees and I'm, like, clutching my pearls. So we have a very, very fun book and movie we're going to get to today. I'm very excited to talk about it with you. Um, I have never read this book or watched this movie until this week, so this is going to be really fun. But before we get to that, if you are new to Book versus Movie, uh, as I mentioned, this is a podcast about books that have been adapted, adapted into movies. Although during this pandemic time, we have been doing a brand new episode every single week, which means that some of our episodes are based on other kinds of literary sources like a song or a play. So if you're new and you're looking at our playlist on Apple Podcasts or whatever, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Streetcar Named Desire was never a book. You're right. <laughs> indeed. Um, indeed, it's not. But that's how we're playing this, this 
the unusual time. Um, we've been at this for a while. So if you would like to interact with us or other listeners of Book versus Movie, there's a few places where you can do that on the internet. Yes, we do have a basic Facebook page. Be sure to like that page. That way you'll never miss an episode. You could also reach out to Margo and I there. But we also have a Facebook group, and that's where we're more interactive with fellow listeners and people who are fans of the show and have ideas because we're always looking for ideas from book to movie, song to movie, magazine article to movie, you name it. We're always looking for it. So you could reach out in our fi- private Facebook group. We're on Twitter at book versus a movie. Just spell that out. And I think somebody sent a suggestion this way for today's show via Twitter. I think it was originally. Uh, We're also on Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram. It's book versus movie. Spell that all out. And we just have an old timey email if you want to reach out to us that way. Book versus movie podcast at gmail.com. We do have stickers and bookmarks if you're interested and cute little coasters if you want one. Just send us your address and drop it in the mail. But like we said, we're always looking for suggestions. And if this is your first episode, welcome. Yes, welcome. We are so glad that you are joining us. And, you know, if you've been with us for a while and you really would like to support the show, you can also support us on Patreon. Yes, we do have a Patreon page. We've been doing the show it's hard to say, six, seven, eight years. I don't know. They're all sort of melded together for us. We started a Facebook page a couple of years ago and we just put the older episodes there. We're putting everything from 2019 and then before that on the Patreon wall. Bunch of stuff there is free, by the way. So if you just want to go there and check it out, feel free to do so. But we do have a couple of affordable options if you're interested. So just go to P-A-T-R-E-O-N and look up Book Versus Movie Podcast. You know, I forgot to check whether this week's book was available on Audible. Did you see that, if it was or not? I have three credits for Audible, and I wanted to use it for this book, but unfortunately, I did not find that there. But maybe for our next one coming up. But if you do want to try Audible, and Margo and I both love Audible, we're both walkers, we both like to like take stories with us, go to audibletrial.com forward slash book versus movie, and you can try them out for 30 days for free. I must admit, I do. One of the things I love about Audible is that you can play the book at faster than normal speed. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so I feel bad because I have a I have a very dear friend who is an Audible reader. He's a voiceover performer for Audible. And, you know, they put a lot of work into these things. And it always just sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks when I listen to it. But but I do love Audible. You could do that with our podcast, too. Yeah. I never knew Um, that. (laughs) I didn't either. I just recently learned that myself. Yeah. Today's book and movie, as Margot said, is a listener suggestion. Some of our best episodes, I think, have been YA books to start with some of the tuck everlasting i mean some of the really the outsiders and this is no exception we are going to be talking about whip it um which was based on a book called derby girl but if you're looking for a book called derby girl you will not find it because that book is now called whip it it, it is. And our author today is Shauna Cross. She is originally from just outside of Austin, Texas. She went by the name Maggie Mayhem when she was a roller derby queen in Los Angeles for the Los Angeles Derby Dolls. Moved to Los Angeles in the early 2000s, was a screenwriter, contributed to a lot of different screenwriting projects. And then someone, she had the idea for making a YA novel about a young girl that's really into indie music 
and roller derby and she has a mom that's really into pageants and all that stuff together and she basically she said she spent 10 years trying to be a screenwriter and it took her about four months to be an author <laughs> she found an agent right away and was able to sell it right away and so the book was originally called in 2007 Derby Girl and then it was sold to for to the Drew Barrymore companies uh, Flower Films and then it became Whip It so the book we'll talk about first is Derby Girl I think we and I talked a little bit but I just super enjoyed this book I think I read it almost like in two sittings I think I did too I read it very quickly and um it's it came out, as you said, I think 2007, right? Mm-hmm. So I probably, you know, it was too old for my daughter to read when it came out. So, you know, it just has, hasn't been on our radar here in our house. But this is totally the kind of book I would have loved as a, you know, 14, 15 year. I would have adored this book. I would have, like, dreamed of going to Texas and I, it's uh, joining role. I probably would be on a roller derby team by yep. now if I had read this book when I was 14. It is terrific. And, you know, it's it's YA. So it's not going to be like too dark. It's very, you know, teen angst, kind of along the lines of perks of being a wallflower, I would say. Uh, another fun episode that we did. I mean, lots of great movies based on YA. This is another one. I've, you know, I've already forgot. Bliss Cavender is the name of our our main character. A bit of a tomboy. Doesn't quite fit in. In a, in a very pageanty town, a, a fictional town, we should say, called Bodine, Texas, which is heavily based on the town of Brenham, Texas, which is uh, halfway between, uh, sorry, I don't know Texas very well, halfway between Austin and San Antonio? Dallas? So, I, don't I don't know. I will look I'm it a up. Yankee. <laughs> I'm sorry, Texas listeners. I We should know this and we don't. I'm sorry. We, I, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so this is, well, our lead character is Bliss Cavender. She's 16 years old. She lives with her mom and dad and her sister. Her mom used to be a pageant queen. Her mom really tries to push Bliss into that world. But Bliss is a girl that likes to dye her hair blue. She likes to wear black. She likes to wear T-shirts, band T-shirts for bands she's never heard of, but like Striper, which is like my favorite little touch that they have there. Her, her mom and dad are nice people and she has a best friend named Pash and they're going to high school and this is I would I imagine a Texas high school would be like. There'd be just like really gorgeous girls that compete in pageants and would make me feel super insecure. And that's kind of like what her deal is. She works at the the oink something or other, the 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 oink joint. The oink joint is the place it's the the diner she works at with her best friend. I mean, I, I can relate to this. I worked fast food when I was in high school, but I know what it's like to kind of feel like a square peg in a round hole. And that's kind of like the way she grows up. And so her mother wants her to be in pageants. And she just dreams about going to Austin and going to, there's Waterloo Records, I believe it's Austin. I've been there. She buys CDs and she's just really into music. She and her friend happen upon a derby, a roller derby, watch it and it just kind of changes her life she's like I've got to join this she just feels this awakening and so she lies about her age to them joins this group I love these little details like she takes the bus with the old people to Austin and becomes friends with them it's such sweet little touches all the girls so she makes the team because she's super super fast 
all the girls there say, all of her teammates, excuse me, say, don't date a musician because Austin's full of musicians and musicians will bake your, good advice, break your heart. Of course, she falls in love with a musician in like two seconds. There's all these things that are going on. She, she's trying to pull the wool over her parents' eyes. She tells them she's taking SAT classes, but she's really doing derby. She's lying to her parents like to get to do what she wants to do. There's also a part where she and her best friend, Pash is the only person who knows her real story. And then she and Pash are working on a project. And Pash is really wanting to go to a, a, a nice Ivy League school. She wants to get out of Texas. They had a project together that they were supposed to work on. And Pash is like, I'll do like 90% of the work. You just do this little thing for me. She screws it up. Parents find out she's lying. And she gets in a lot of trouble. And I could feel this, all this going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I know how you feel. It's a YA novel. I mean, I, I, I think it handles, there's a romance that she has that's handled really well and really beautifully. But she, of course, she gives him her striper t-shirt. He then gives the striper t-shirt to another girl and she finds out by looking online. Remember striper? Striper, <laughs> Christian rock band. This is our generation. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I, no, no, I was like... Yeah, yeah, not my thing. But she, she, but her mom turns out. I like that touch where her mom was like, "Oh yeah, I saw Striper when I was in college." Because uh, her mom went to a, like a Christian college, of course. And Striper was a Christian rock band. If you are not familiar with her milieu, the story winds up really nicely. Pash forgives her for being kind of a jerk. She becomes this roller derby kind of queen. They win their the big championship. And she's a big star. She's kind of ready to go on with her life. But she, in the meantime, she's been friends with all these girls and she learned so much from all of them. And it's, I just like super liked the story. I, I just, I really was rooting for her. You know, one of the things I really liked about this book a lot is that our protagonist, Bliss, is sort of an outcast, you know, painted as a rebel, if you will, because she reads. <laughs> She reads and likes cool music and she's not into pageants. I mean, she's not doing drugs. She's not like a white supremacist. You know, she's her rebellion is like all parents' kids should rebel the way she's rebelling, you know. As a mom, I'm like, that that's great. That, that would be awesome. So I really like that. And and her friend, I really like the friendship between Bliss and Pash, I think is really authentic. And it's cool to see like a young female friendship is, you know, it's great. And they have their problems and they, they resolve them. Very, very cool. And I love, just like you described, I love the the description of you know her first encounter with this roller derby world and how magical it seems to her. It would do. Yeah, I, I, we should also say that we spoil the details in case you were <laughs> wondering, like, what happens. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a really just a nice, sweet story. It's about 240 pages. Like I said, I read it in a couple of sittings. It's, a, it's great writing. It's super fun. She just kind of gets to the good stuff with all the scenes. And I, I super appreciate that. And I wish sometimes like when I was reading, I'm like, ah, God, I wish I was like 14 or 15 when I was reading this. Cause I super duper would have loved it. But yeah, she's a great character and it's, it's just all the nice little touches. I feel like I was in Austin and I feel like I was in her hometown. Like I, she really sets the setting very well. And her parents seem like really nice people. 
Yeah, that's the other thing is like, okay, her mom has these pageant dreams for her, but she's not a monster. Mm-mm. You know, they're good parents. They they love their kids. They're doing what they think is best. Ultimately, they come around because what they really want is for like all good parents, they want their kids to be happy. I really also loved just like you said, all the descriptions of the town. Oh, oh, it's Houston, by the way. Oh, okay. Brenham, yes, Brenham, Texas, which Bodine, Texas in the book is based on, is halfway between Austin and Houston. And it is the home of Blue Bell ice cream, which is a, a very well-known, very popular ice cream, I guess, in that part of the country. Texans talk know. about it a I've lot. I've never had it. If you ever met a I've Texan, heard of it. they'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And if you've ever met a Texan, you will know because you will never meet a Texan who doesn't tell you they're a Texan. And um, (laughs) then right after that, they're going to tell you how awesome the Bluebell ice cream is and how you don't know anything about ice cream. But I really loved, yeah, the the description of this small town. And again, it's not a bad place. They're not bad people. They just have different values and traditions that Bliss just does not feel a part of. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I super enjoyed it. So yeah, that was our, that's our book. I thought it was really fun and really, it's it's a great read. It was a really wonderful suggestion. It's a whole world I don't know about. I remember years ago, about 10 years ago, I met, I made a friend at an agency that I was working at, and she did this on the weekends in Long Island. And she had a name and she had to kind of hide her identity because she didn't. That's so cool. Isn't it great? Yeah. She would show up and she would like be stiff and walking. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Ah, my knee. I I went running and I twisted. I'm like, why are you running on a bad knee? And it's like that that she finally told me and she like had pictures. She and her friends would trade pictures of bruises. Like who had the worst bruise? (laughs) They were badass. I remember I worked once with this. Um, it was such an honor to work with them. I, I worked with this group of uh, public health nurses here in San Diego who worked with extremely at risk children, like very, very depressing stories, very sad. You know, this was their daily job and they just they were committed to this very difficult work. And one of the women said that the way that she dealt with stress was that she was on a roller derby team. Which is so badass. Like she had the name too, and like she would have all the bruises yeah. and stuff. And she said that it just was so helpful in in managing the just heartbreaking grind of her job, which she loved, but you know, it's really hard. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things like roller derby, I would imagine, is one of those things. It's like a lot of sports. You can't think about something else when you're doing it. You've got to be present. Or you're going to fall on your butt, you know, so you have to kind of, re- and I think that would be also it's exercise, but also with bliss, you know, she's, well, you get the idea. She's a petite thing and, but it kind of gives her confidence. So like when one of the girls that always gives her a hard time at school, she just kind of rams her a little bit and knocks her over and, and she's just kind of owns Not her appropriate. No, but I understand, you know, being the new you kid. You understand. Yeah. yeah. I've been a new kid a bunch of times. I've, I know girls like that. They gave me a hard time and I was totally on board. If she were my kid, she wouldn't be in trouble. Just let's just say that. I'd go to the principal's office and go, oh, okay. We'll yeah. have a talk <laughs> when we get home. Oh, yes. We're concerned. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. My dad would have high-fived me. I mean, I just, that's that's totally like how we roll. But anyway, that's... I, yeah. I will say this, that in the in the book... The, that girl that she, what do they call hip checks? Yes. Knocks her, knocks her with her hip. Um, the girl that she hip checks at school 
is um, you get a lot more uh, background. This girl is mean. Yes, she deserves um, it. She's she's way meaner in the book than she is in the movie. It's like she's just this other. She's kind of nice. Like she just is into pageants. Her boyfriend's um, obnoxious. Is, that's what her it boyfriend. Is. Yeah, but that's about it. You know, like you wouldn't knock her over <laughs> for that necessarily. <laughs> but in the book, she's like legit mean. I bet probably there was stuff in the movie that got cut out. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the movie next? Yes, we should. I want to say, though, before we go in, that I watched that um, that interview that you were recommending with Drew Barrymore. Dylan. Dylan, Dylan right? Farrow. Dylan Farrow. Super good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed with her show, Drew Barrymore. I she's, think it's good. She's really smart. I think she's, you know, she was, she was like in the early 2000s, she was a riot girl. She was somebody like she had a rebellious teenage year. She had a difficult relationship with her mother, to say the least. And yeah, talk about rebelling. Like she makes bliss in the book look like a freaking nun. Yes, exactly. So she's kind of the perfect person to do this. So the book was sold to Flower Films and that's Drew Barrymore and Nancy. I can never say her name properly, but Genevin, Genevin, she's married to Jimmy Fallon. They have two kids. And yeah, so she and Drew uh, sold, bought and sold a lot of films over the years. This is Drew's directorial debut. Let's play the trailer right now for Whip It. The story became Whip It, and we still have Shauna Cross. She is the screenwriter on the project. If I could have dinner with anyone, it would have to be God. My mom is going to kill me. It says temporary. Also from Bodine, Miss Bliss Cavendish. I'm sorry that these pageants don't live up to your high moral standards, but there's a lot you can learn from them no matter what you go on to be in life. Out of all the places to go to in the world, who would come to Bodine? So, what are you like? Alternative now? Alternative to what? What is this? Roller derby? Ooh. Welcome to skate night at the warehouse. The boys want to be five. I just want to tell you all that you're my new heroes. Well, put some skates on. Be your own hero. The last time I wore skates, they had Barbies on them. I want to be her. I guess I did. You could be our mascot. <laughs> change my work schedule because I want to take an SAT class on Tuesdays, Thursdays. I'm impressed. I like smart girls. That's why I married your mama. Well, that and I knocked her up. I'm a Looking good, Barbie. You can make out with him, but that is it. Has anyone ever thrown up on the track before? Yeah. Get ready to meet your newest Girl Scout. This is your SAT class? I am in love with this. I cannot take losing the chance for our kid to be happy. We're number two. We're number two. You came in second out of two teams. So it's celebrate mediocrity. That's fantastic. I think Whip It is a way better title. Indeed. I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's a good title. That's a good title. 
And I think uh, this is well directed. Yeah, yeah. She's she does a great job. It's it's we have Elliot Page is our bliss. We have Aaliyah Shawkat. Is that how you say her name? Shawkat. She's Pat. I could not work out any. I'm so sorry. I couldn't work yeah. out any of the names in this cast. You know, I knew Jimmy Fallon and I knew Elliot Page, and that was, and of course Drew Barrymore and, and Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Can I just say right off the bat, my one criticism mm-hmm. of this movie? I, think I know what it is. Not enough Kristen Wiig. Yes. <laughs> you get a Kristen Wig, you really want to to use Kristen Wig. She's not, yeah. I mean, no, she's fine, but it's Kristen Wig, dude. Like, really? Don't they know Come about Barb and Star in the future? How great she is! Like, <laughs> she's the best. Yes. Anyway, that's my one little. That's my, well. I say. Well, you thought I was going to say because it's so white. It's, it's very white. I think except when, for Eve, right? Eve, oh, and Eve. I, yeah, Eve as Rosa Sparks. Who's great. Who's fantastic. And then there also is a duo, and one of them is deaf, and she has a friend. That's right. Yeah. Which I don't remember that being the case in the book. I don't think so. I think so. that's a, an ad for the movie, which I really liked. I thought that was, again, very badass, this um, deaf roller derby. Can you imagine? Seems like you'd be, like, super focused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so she – and I think they make the character a little bit older. I think she's, like, 17, not 16. I think the actual the roller derby chicks are maybe a little bit older than they are in the book. I I don't know. It's hard to tell. I wasn't quite sure about. I I wondered that too. I thought, is this how old they are in the book? Yeah, maybe. You know, um, I don't know. Again, I don't know very much about our roller derby scene here in San Diego. We really have one, but I would say that that's kind of the age range that it skews, kind of thirties. Yeah. Well, so we have Andrew Wilson plays Razor, who's the guy that kind of runs the show. Like, I liked him so much. I thought he was really funny. Whistle blows and the pack takes off. Then a second whistle blows and the jammers take off. Some of us faster than others. Once the jammer breaks through the pack, she hauls ass around the track a second time and tries to score. For every player on the opposing team the jammer passes, she gets a point. Now line up and get you some. Got some competition. Yeah, yeah. Wake me when she learns how to throw a hit. <laughs> or take one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's one of the Wilson brothers, like Owen Wilson. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's fantastic. He's really Where's he cool. hiding out? He's fantastic. I, I, all these people, I'm kind of like, and uh, and then the, the Oliver is the boyfriend, and they really picked a great guy to be the boyfriend of this movie. His name is Landon Pig, P-I-G-G. And, okay. And he, but he's the rock star boyfriend, and you could kind of see why she would be completely... Twitter pated when he's around like 
He's very appealing yes. to a teenage girl sensibility. Yeah, you get it. And like, he's charming. Mm -hmm. He's cute. He's in the band. I thought that whole, the whole way that was written, it's fleshed out a little better in the movie than it is in the book. And um, in the book, you're like, why is she hanging out with this guy? In the movie, you're like, oh, I totally get why she's hanging out with Absolutely. this guy. him what do i do go ask him if he wants a squealer are you stalking me no ma'am i happen to be here in bodine on business craving some barbecue and yeah i'm stalking you okay <laughs> can you take a break you owe me. I wasn't even supposed to work today. I love you. I Absolutely. I don't question it at all. Yeah. It, and then we have Daniel Stern and Marsha Gay Harden as the parents. Oh. <laughs> What I mean, the whole cast is is I love the casting of this movie. I think it's just brilliant. But the I think the best choice after Elliot Page, I think the best choice is is Daniel Stern and Marsha Gay Harden, both of whom I adore. I buy them as a couple. I love the choice, which I don't think is in the book, of the mom being a postal worker. I don't think it was in the book either. I thought love she was a housewife. That. Yeah, I kind of like that. Love it. Yeah, I yeah. think she's just a housewife. Uh, not just a housewife, but, you know, right. I mean, she's in the movie, she's a housewife and a postal worker. In the book, she is not, I don't think she has a job. But that's such a great choice. And she's perfect. Like, she definitely, you buy her as the former Miss Blue, Blue Bonnet, right? Mm -hmm. Like the margarine. Um, remember, everything is better. <laughs> with blue bonnet on it margarine margarine which as I, I went down this rabbit hole about blue bonnet <laughs> just nothing to do with what we're talking about except the name blue bonnet margarine uh there's a really cute little documentary about the woman whose face is to this day on blue bonnet margarine it's just been on that package for like 70 80 years forever she is the reason this woman who was a model is the reason that margarine is yellow and not gray as it was originally. <laughs> it was gray. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the, the company sent her to Washington. Very savvy. They send the, the beautiful model to Washington to lobby for the, the on behalf of the industry to, to have margarine have permission because the dairy industry was fighting because the yellow in mar in butter is from the grass that the cows eat. So the, the more grass the cows eat, the more yellow the butter, apparently. Oh, and I so they yeah. So when margarine first came out, the dairy farmers were like, uh, no, you can't make it yellow. Um, but she she was gorgeous and charming and um, sweet talked those senators into allowing us to have yellow margarine. Um, the blue bonnet lady. Anyway, <laughs> you really buy Marsha Gay Harden. <laughs> It's nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, 
you really buy Marsha Gay Harden, one, as Elliot's mother, two, as Daniel Stern's wife, and three, as the uh, faded glory Miss Blue Bonnet. And I just, I think she's wonderful. Marsha Gay Harden, I saw her in, I, I remember noticing her in one of her very first films, which is one of my favorite favorite independent films from the mid nineties called the day trippers. Did you ever see the day trippers? Oh, of course. Remember? Oh yeah. With, um, I mean now he, it was um, Lee Schreiber's debut movie. Stanley Tucci was in it. Yes. What's the name? Ben Parker Stiller's Posey? mom. Parker Posey's in it. Uh, Catherine Mira. Anne Mira. Anne Mira. Anne Mira. Uh, it's so it's do yourself a favor and, and get re, watch the day trippers. You will love it. Marsha Gay Harden is this absolute, she's got like one scene. She totally steals the show. She's amazing. She's this drunk girl at a party um, whose ex-boyfriend, she's she's there like trying to impress her ex-boyfriend. It is phenomenal. <laughs> I remember we watched it in the movie theater and we were like, who is that? Marsha Gay Harden, I just learned, is uh, from my neck of the woods. She's from La Jolla. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Didn't but she win I, an Oscar? I think she did yeah. for, for that Jackson Pollock one. Is yeah. it, was it for that? Ed Harris plays yeah. Jackson Pollock. With Ed Harris. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just, the, I the casting on this. Jimmy and Fallon I think if you good. hadn't. Who? Jimmy Fallon is good. He's great. He's great. I'm At first enough. I was like, oh, really? But no. He gets into good. it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, super good. Yeah. Love it. Love the guy, the, um, I mean, everybody. The boyfriend at the barbecue joint. Oh, Birdman? Yeah, Birdman. <laughs> Love him. He's fantastic. I like all the girls, you know, Juliet Lewis. I really like the um is she Australian? Yeah, there's somebody there with uh is she it She kind of looks like Kate Hudson. Ari, is she Eva Destruction? I think so. Yeah, Ari yeah. Grainer. Yeah. 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 It's a nice mixture of people. And it's really super good. Yeah. Drew Barrymore plays Smashley Simpson. And she's always she's late. She's always late for things. Like she's, she's adorable and she looks great. But it's a great. I, I mean, they have. Um, I I don't understand the rules very well with roller derby. It's going to probably take me a while. You know, you have to kind of go around a certain number of times. And but they explain it pretty well in the movie. By the end, I'm totally into it. And by the end, also, I want to go to one. I want to go to a roller derby. I want to have a beer and a hot dog and scream. And me too. I think. Uh... Uh, is it must be indoor? We have outdoor, apparently. Oh, um, I don't know what. You, what do you call it? Is it? It's not a rink. It's a rink. <laughs> it's a rink. Yeah, is it's, it? It's circular. It's like it's yeah, yeah. A track. I don't know. But anyway, we have outdoor ones here in San Diego County. So you can definitely. I, I was trying to. I was wondering that too. I was like, I wonder if it's going on again. Yet, uh, it might be. Uh, I would love to do that. That'd yeah. be so fun. Yeah, just to yeah. sit and watch. Take Lola. Take your kids. Yeah, she'd like it. Yeah. So that that's the it's basically the same story. I mean, they sort of they don't emphasize so much on the pageant. I mean, the, she, there's a couple of scenes with it. I like the touch that they have where they have um, they buy the dress and it's super expensive, but she lends it to somebody else to wear. I think that was a really good choice. That's a really nice moment that is not in the book. Right. Yeah. It's very sweet. And it's um. I love that whole, yeah, that whole little tiny storyline of when the girl brings the dress back mm -hmm. and the mom finds the note. It's so sweet. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's just really sweet. And Daniel Stern's always great. He, he's, he's the dad. He likes football and he had to create a, I like the fact that they make him have a van 
like in the van he could watch all the sports he wants that's how he gets you know his sports jollies is sort of there but there's you know it's a, it's a family where everybody really loves each other and even when there's conflict like between Iron Maven which is Juliet Lewis and Bliss it's not that bad it's just sort of like it's just sports competition it's not that big of, but I think like the, the, I love the food fight scene I thought that was really hilarious I liked like the parties that they have outside. I really felt like it felt realistic. I liked the friendships that all the the women had with one another. I just thought it was just super fun. I was telling you, I was like in a bad mood when I turned it on. And then by the time I was done, I was in a great mood. I'm like, oh, I could watch this again easily. It didn't do that well. It kind of just made its budget. And I don't know if it's the marketing. I think they, I mean, this to me is a summer movie written all over it. Like why they released it in October is beyond me. Yeah, why would you not release it in the summer? It's so summer. Yeah. I don't understand. And even so, okay, fine. Yeah, no, I don't understand why it didn't do better than it did. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's definitely an improvement on the book. I think it really develops all of the best parts of the book. Kind of like what you were just saying about, and I really like this too, the conflict with Juliette Lewis's Mm -hmm. character. I really appreciated and this is true in the book but it's it's better in the movie because it's more developed but all of the you know quote-unquote conflicts are presented with a lot of empathy for both people involved you know when she has the fight when bliss has the fight with her best friend you totally understand both of their feelings in the situation. And when she has the conflict with the mom, you totally understand both of their feelings about that. And the same thing, like Julia, I loved that Juliet Lewis's character was, uh, first of all, again, all these, the roller derby women are very badass, but she's not like, I was ready for her to be painted as this like evil villain Mm -hmm. character, you know, who's just mean and like doesn't want bliss to do well. And it's not that at all. Like her self-esteem is wrapped up in this world and she struggled to find her identity. um, And it took her a lot longer than it took bliss. Mm -hmm. And so you really feel for her. Yeah. I just really loved the sensitivity that all of the characters, you know, nobody is painted just, you know, with a broad brush to make them good or bad. And the, especially even the boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. who cheats on her. I mean, he's cheating on her. I like that confrontation. I thought that was really well written. All around, I think it's super well directed. I think it's well written. I wish we had more Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she doing more. As Maggie she could have done more. Yeah, she had. So she takes in Bliss when Bliss has an argument with her parents, and she's having an argument with her best friend, and she's just sort of like, and she takes her in, and that's when she realizes that Maggie's a mother, the son. And I like the part where Maggie's like, okay, I could see where you're coming from and why you're upset, but you should be really grateful you have parents that care. That put in the time, that put in the effort. I mean, not everybody gets that. And you should actually really appreciate that. And I thought that was a really nice touch. Without lecturing, just being like, as a mother, she understands. Like, it, And so I thought that was really sweet. <laughs> Why don't I just cut school and hang out with you guys today? Plus, I know what it's like to want to do your own thing. Believe me, I do. But maybe there's a way you can do it without making your parents feel like crap. What? I've just been thinking, I think maybe you're being a little selfish with your mom. She's the one who has been shoving her agenda down my throat since day one. First of all, you're lucky to have a mom that even cares. And just because she's wrong about Derby doesn't mean she's wrong about every single thing. 
And if Riley ever lies to me the way you lied to your parents, he wouldn't even be able to run away because I'd break his legs. <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. That's a joke. <laughs> I am here for you, but just because you found a new family doesn't mean you throw the old one away. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, the whole thing, all the relationships were, were just great. There was one other one I wanted to mention, and I really loved this too, because you get a little bit of a sense of this in the book, but not as much as you do in the movie, that Bliss's younger sister, whose name is like Shania or something, Shania, Shania. I don't know, Shania, Shania. Yeah. like Shania Twain, yes. <laughs> let's go girls, <laughs> that Shania is like way into pageants yes and naturally gifted at it and really loves it and bliss and you get this a little bit like i said in the book that bliss is not resentful of that mm -hmm. or jealous of that and i really like the way that that relationship is developed in the movie like there's this scene that i just thought was so sweet of bliss and pash give shania like a punk rock makeover it's that. so cute and she's so happy. She's so excited. Yeah, her sister's paying attention to her. That's why. And then, like, uh, Daniel Stern shows up just being a great dad, you know, just, oh, hey, that looks great. It's just, it's a win. I mean, this movie is just really sweet, and f it's very funny. It's got a good message. I don't know. It's PG-13. You could watch it with your tweens. They're, they'll learn something from it. I just, I super loved it. Yeah, I would, re I would recommend it, you know, to, I mean, anybody of any age, but certainly like for a teenager, she, you know, she makes mistakes mm -hmm. and she learns from them and she's a better person. She's better in all of her relationships because she's learning from her mistakes. And yet she's not making, again, she's not like, she's, she's not like drunk driving or anything like that. Right. She's, you know, it's, it's like interpersonal mistakes that she's making because she's a teenager and she's new to, you know, adulting and peopling great casting i would so love i i of course because i had watched that interview that you recommended i was like oh i would love to see if she's interviewed the cast on the she hasn't oh she should on her show on her talk show she totally should this movie i cannot believe that this movie is not like a classic summer movie for teens it's awesome like it should be on this on par with perks of being a wallflower I totally agree. I yeah. Well, maybe we'll start that. That'll that'll be us. Yeah. <laughs> so book versus it's movie. It's way cool. Oh, movie. I'm movie. Gonna say movie I like too. the book of a lot. Yes. The book is great. It's a super fast read, but the movie just takes all the best parts of the book and expands them out and colors them in in a really, really fun way, I think. Yeah. I agree. So what are we doing next? We've had a few suggestions. The Little Prince, I don't know if that was from you, or um, we had uh, To Sir With Love, that was another song. Walk the Line, that was another song, movie. And then Arsenic and Old, Old Lace, I just saw that recently. <laughs> it's, it's really good, I've never seen it before. It's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's not just like, I love how when it came out, it was just kind of offbeat. But you, when you stop and think about it, you're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> These ladies are what? <laughs> There's the Night of the Hunter, Jojo Rabbit, Rear Window. 
Is Jojo Rabbit the Nazi one? Yes. Ah, interesting. Well, I was, you know what? I'm kind of intrigued by doing To Sir With Love. Yeah. Because it's, I guess we're doing summer movies now, aren't we? Mm -hmm. It's like summer movies. Even though we just said Whip It was not a summer movie, it really should be. Yeah. But To Sir With Love is a very early teen rebellion movie, you know, for teens. I think it would be fun to look at that after we've just looked at Whip It. I'm into it. kind of interesting. I've never seen it, so I'm dying to... I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah, Yeah. I love that song. And the song is great. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, so To Serve With Love, that's going to be our next one. Excellent. So everybody, feel free to follow us on all the things. We're a part of Frolic Media. Go to frolicmedia forward slash podcast if you want to check out their other shows. If you would like some stickers or bookmarks or whatever, send us an email. What I'm sorry, what a creep. Sorry. Book versus movie. Too many shows in my brain. (laughs) Book versus movie podcast at gmail.com. We've had a few of you request them. Margo did a great job designing them. I just, I super love my bookmark. Margo, where can they find you? You can find me online at coloniabook.com and all of my social media callouts are at She's Nacho Mama. And where can they find you? You can find me on social media at Brooklyn Fit Chick, mostly for Twitter and Instagram. And my blog is brooklynfitchick.com. And we will be back soon with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Versus Movie Podcast. We are a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more podcasts you will love at frolic.media forward slash podcasts. We follow the hashtags LadyPodSquad and Potter and Family. If you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon page, go to P-A-T-R-E-O-N and look for Book versus Movie Podcast. We have a basic Facebook page, but we also have a private Facebook group. Go to Facebook and type in Book vs. Movie Podcast group if you want to join that. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Book versus Movie. Spell all those words out. If you'd like to send us an email, it's Book versus Movie Podcast. Spell that all out at gmail.com. We do have a promotion with Audible. If you want to check out their service for free for 30 days, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Book versus Movie. You can follow Margot D at Brooklyn Fitchick on social media and Margot P at She's Nacho Mama. Thanks so much again for checking out our show, and we'll be back soon with a new episode.